Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. A warm up of Lilo. Welcome to Lovey Las Vegas for Coast Coast Hoops with myself, Greg H. Pierce. And now, part of the Beast of Family Podcast, and got a great podcast for you. Going to be joined in the second segment by our good friend Tobias Bass. He does a tremendous job over there at The Athletic. We're going to be talking with him about some teams that he thinks has a little bit of upside. We're going to take a look at a few underrated recruiting classes as well. And we're going to get his thoughts on these foreign trips, if it winds up helping these teams out a little bit. And what some of the takeaways you can have from these trips are. We're not talking about, like, insert your team here, losing to insert European country here or anything like that, but rather what we do wind up seeing on the floor that could be of a little bit of impact during the season. Going to keep this to two parts. We did wind up seeing a couple of players wind up having a little bit of movement, so we're going to address that here in the first segment because it ties along with something that our good friend Tobias wanted tweeting out about a week or so ago, and if you do ever have a question, comment, or segment idea for this podcast, we got one or two ways to be able to fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at gunit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters ZM. They mean does not matter. As per usual, please do send these into the timeline. The other way is via an Apple Podcast review. If you read this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated, and then from there, you're able to find whatever you like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review, but what I'm talking about is that Tobias tweeted this out on the 8th of August, so right around a week or so ago. Take a look at the transfer portal because most of these guys may have signed on with the school that they're going to be playing for this upcoming season. 43% of players that have entered into the transfer portal have not found a new school. Now, some of these guys are not going to be playing college basketball at all for medical reasons. You wind up suffering a devastating injury, things like this, or just a few guys that obviously did not wind up cutting it, what have you, but it is always interesting to take a look at. Now we are seeing some of these schools that maybe they wind up swinging and missing for some of these transfers. They've got a couple of scholarships open. They do wind up bringing on some of these more, shall we say, fringe guys like we wound up seeing that on Monday. Kyle Johnson, he is going to be heading to Delaware State, a Delaware State program in which they have been able to get nothing online whatsoever. He was playing last season over for D2 Cal State Monterey Bay. He only wound up putting up a right around five points per contest, just not the caliber of D1 player. Now, shout out to him for being able to make it onto a D1 roster as he was able to also wind up contributing right around 6.8 rebounds per game, a little bit of a worry spot for Delaware State, but certainly you'd like to be able to get a little bit more firepower in there. Steve Duff Austin also wound up making a few interesting moves. Brad Lewis as a freshman at the D2 level last season, a guy that wound up putting up right around six half points, seven boards per game, but is relatively undersized at six foot four. He winds up coming in after last season. He was playing for Central State University. That is a D2 school that they mostly go up against teams in like the Virginia area. And then 
They wind up bringing in a little bit of an intriguing piece in Peyton Daniels. And some of these guys are out there in the transfer portal. Some of these guys just have not been able to find a home. Sometimes it's off the court related. Sometimes it's just bad fit. You may recall Peyton Daniels. He was a top 200 recruit that wound up signing on with Vanderbilt. Really never got out there on the floor. Looked like he was going to transfer to Stephen F. Austin. And now he is going to be going to Jacksonville State along with Brad Lewis, who he was at Central State last season. And he is going to be going to Jacksonville State as well. And you'll sort of notice that some of these schools are going to announce some of the, shall we say, under-the-radar guys towards the back half of the offseason. It winds up coming out when rosters wind up getting up to date, which a lot of schools, they have now done so. So I do think that that is interesting to take a look at because I do think that when it's all said and done, that percentage of guys that do not wind up finding a new home, and it certainly is going to be going down, but it goes to show just how wild the transfer portal can be, how not everyone winds up finding a home, and how some of these guys are going to be finding a home. They're going to be doing it very late, and it's sort of going to be as a flyer sort of ordeal, and it does wind up putting a lot these guys buying the eight ball you don't wind up being able to have as much time to be able to gel with your teammates what have you so I do think that it is interesting to be able to take a look at this aspect of it and take a look at news and notes of college basketball as I wound up mentioning last week teams that are on this list at this time of year probably not the world's greatest thing what is great though being able to talk college basketball to buy as of the athletic and we're going to be doing that next right here on Coast to Coast Hoops with myself Greg Eames Peters and now a part of the Mason Family Podcast. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back here in Love Las Vegas for Ghost to Ghost Hoops with myself, Greg Spears, and now part of the Visa Family Podcast. And always great to have this guest on, it's Tobias Bass. He's doing absolutely incredible work over there at the Athletic, a man that does a tremendous job of taking a look at the game of basketball from a couple different perspectives. Does a great job taking a look at the transfer portal, what we wind up getting day in and day out during the season. But on top of that, does a great job on the recruiting front as well. And to be able to follow Tobias Bass on Twitter, easy enough. And his first name, Tobias, and underscore, and then his last name, Bass, B-A-S-S, and Tobias. It is always great to have you aboard, my friend. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on, man. It is great to have you aboard. And Tobias, I know you do a great job of looking at the game of basketball. And something that we've got back this year that – we haven't had the last few years is, well, these foreign trips because due to the pandemic, it was not a possibility for these guys to be able to get to other countries. And as a matter of fact, it was hard during that 2020-2021 season for guys to be able to get workouts in in their own state. So that was something that a lot of guys had to wind up dealing with. But with these foreign trips back, is there anything that you might be looking for? Or is there any advantages to be had for some of these teams that are taking these trips to places like Europe, the Bahamas, list goes on? 
Uh, yeah, I think it's definitely an advantage. You know, you definitely get to build that chemistry with your team. And, then, you know, sometimes the guys, they can get a bit restless playing against, you know, each other. They want to play and you know, show off their skill set and show off what they bring to the table individually, but also as a team against other competitions. So I think there's definitely good benefits from both. Then, too, you know, some teams, some of those younger teams that are trying to get themselves going, you want to see what guys separate themselves when they're playing against some of these other guys. Yep, I do think that that is something that is very interesting to take a look at and. What else I think is worth taking a look at as well is the way that some of these coaches wind up throwing out their lineups as well. Because as we know, with these foreign trips, if you wind up seeing like Kentucky have a tough time with the Bahamas, Auburn wind up struggling with Israel, this goes on and on. I really don't take anything out of that, but I do sort of want to see what some of these coaches are going to be looking towards because year in and year out, we do wind up seeing a few teams that they decide to go with a different style. You've got some coaches that, They've got to try it in true style, like with Virginia. They're never really going to go up-tempo. Meanwhile, a school like Illinois under Brad Underwood, they have went from being a team that wanted going for a bunch of steals a few years ago to really going through Kofi Coburn in the last few years. And I think that that's something to take a look at as well. I don't know if you make a lot out of some of these rotations, but that's something that I'm trying to take a look for right now, trying to see inconsistencies perhaps from the season before. Yeah, I agree. I mean, sometimes, too, you know, the coaches, they're learning about their teams as well. So sometimes, you know, a lineup that you wouldn't think might work, sometimes it might work. You know, who knows? You may see a lineup like that where they might actually have to play together on the floor, especially with Kentucky. They have so many talented guys. You kind of have to mix and match the lineups up because you never know. You know, this is probably one of the more talented teams that he's had. I think so. In recent memory, I think they have everything, at least on paper. We'll see how they mess when the year happens. But on paper, I think they have everything at this present moment that you may want. So it's cool to see him mix and match those lineups up, take guys in the other side of the lineup and see how they respond. And that SEC in general, it's going to be so good because on top of Kentucky, we know that Arkansas is going to be a big giant force. Tennessee, I think, is in for a relatively solid year. A lot of those teams towards the middle of the conference, I think, are going to be pretty rock solid as well. So I think that that's going to be a lot of fun to take a look at as Tobias Bass of The Athletic is joining me right here on the podcast. And Tobias, we are getting to that point of the offseason, which most of the player movement is done. We want to see Jacksonville State pick up a few guys on Monday. You're seeing a few straight guys go from like the D2 level to the D1 level where they're going to be walk-on slash school wound up having one more scholarship that they wanted to fill, things of that nature. But really the big moves are done and, with having pretty much all the hay in the barn in terms of where we're going to be getting roster-wise. Have there been a few teams that, as the offseason has went along, you're starting to feel a little bit better slash a little bit worse on them now that you've been able to dive into it a bit more? Yeah, the team I think will be – I think they'll be solid. I don't know if they'll make the tournament, but I like Clemson. I think Clemson, they're going to be a team that I think you're going to have to watch for the next couple of years. They have, like, an interesting role with some of the recruits that they brought in. So you have Josh Beadle. He was a freshman last year. I believe he got hurt. But I saw him play in person at McDonald's All-American camp two years ago, and I thought that he was really good. He was he was out playing McDonald's All-American. Cool to see today that people have him on a player to watch list. They have another guy, Dylan Hunter. He's a four-star recruit that decommitted from Baylor. You know, here goes Clemson picking him up. You have Chauncey Gibson, a kid from Dallas. He had a big summer. You know, he, he, he really, really wants to go to a Big 12 school. Some of them kind of fell off in his recruitment. Clemson ends up getting him. Chauncey Wiggins, the same thing. You know, they thought that he would have been the top 100 recruit coming out of high school. His recruitment kind of fell off. Clemson came and got him. So they were able to kind of be the school and waiting for some of these guys. They ended up getting a few. They did the same thing with R.J. Godfrey as well. So I was very impressed with their recruiting trail for this past the past couple of years. And I think that they may catch some people off guard this year. 
I do think that it's going to be interesting to take a look at Clemson as well because P.J. Hall, he wound up having a little bit of offseason surgery as well, so he might wind up missing a little bit of the season. I do think that that's something to watch out for as well with Clemson because P.J. Hall was really a little bit of a heart and soul guy, someone that at six foot ten is able to draw out the ball, is able to shoot a couple threes. I think that his health is going to be very key. And if he does wind up missing a few games because Clemson, they aren't going to be winding up playing the world's greatest conference schedule could wind up giving some of these young guys a few reps. So I think the big key is having P.J. Hall healthy when it comes to like late November, early December when they wind up getting into their MTE and into ACC play. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they'll have some bumps in the road. I mean, they're a really young team. Like I said, I don't think they'll make the tournament. I think they'll be a fun team to watch. And I think if they can stick together, I think they they might be a force in the next year or so. I do think so as well. And really the entire middle of the ACC, I think is so intriguing. It's joining me on the podcast. We do have Tobias Bass because – I know that I was talking with Cooper Watson on this podcast a few days ago, and he's feeling high about Notre Dame. And the more I look at Notre Dame, the more that I like them with Nate Lashevsky being able to come back. You've got Starlin who's coming in. He is a very good freshman that he is, in my opinion, a top four, top five freshman in the ACC, even with all those Zook guys. So I think that he's going to be able to do a relatively solid job. Pittsburgh has been able to get a little bit better. The more I take a look at Boston College, the more bullish I'm feeling about them. And out of all the conferences in college basketball, I feel like the conference that might have improved their floor the most is the ACC because they had so many bad teams really the last few years, including that 2019-20 season, which we didn't wind up getting an NCAA tournament. And it feels like that depth is just a little bit more back with the ACC. No doubt you're still going to have a couple slugs out there, but it certainly feels to be a much more loaded conference than it was even just last year. Yeah, I think so as well. I mean, it wasn't just too long ago that, you know, we thought the ACC or people generally thought the ACC was the best basketball conference. Now you wouldn't say that. So it's crazy how, you know, the tide has shifted in just, I'd say, four years. But I think they significantly got better. You know, those middle four teams, like you said, Pittsburgh, they got better. They bought them some transfers. They somehow get a top 40 recruit, D.R. Johnson. So I think that those middle of the teams, they definitely got better. I think they helped the conference overall. Yep, I do think that it's going to be interesting to take a look at the ACC this season has joined me on the podcast. We do have Tobias Bass. And when I just take a look at the landscape of college basketball as well, if I'm looking at just a conference in general that I think wound up getting a lot better as well, that would be the Big East. It's been a conference that I've been diving into quite a bit just because other than Marquette, you wind up seeing a lot of moves from a lot of the teams in this conference. You wind up seeing a couple coaching moves. No question, it's a little bit tough for Villanova with Jay Wright stepping down. You figured that that was going to happen at some point, but even Kyle Neptune, you take a look at what he was able to do at Fordham, and he was able to do an absolutely amazing job there. So I think that it's going to be a seamless transition. Sean Miller coming into a place where he's had success at Xavier that's big. You wind up also having the big hire of Thad Mata over there at Butler. The list goes on and on. And then even a team like a Georgetown going out there to the yeah. transfer portal, getting a bunch of pieces. Providence the list goes on and on. And if I'm taking a look at a conference in general that I think that they've made a bunch of moves to really strengthen themselves more so than anyone else. It is a big East. Yeah, I think so as well. You look at the Georgetown team, they brought in seven transfers and two recruits. So they brought in pretty practically a new team. You know, they've had some struggles over there, but they're trying to get it right. So they brought in some talented guys. Hopefully they can turn their season around as well. You look at Creighton, I mean, they can stay healthy. This is this is a team that deserves to be in the top five to ten programs and you know, to start the season off. So I definitely agree. Yeah, I agree with you as well. I do think that Creighton bringing in Baylor Shireman, that is absolutely massive for them. And I just take a look at the landscape of college basketball. Basketball as well, and I know that you've done a great job at t- taking a look at 
just so many of these recruiting classes as well. I've mentioned the fact that Notre Dame, I do like some of the talent that is coming in for them and other returning talent as well. When it comes to some of the freshmen for the class of 2022, do you feel like there have been a few that have been going under the radar? And who have you really been looking at as guys that could wind up making an impact right away at their landing spot for the season? I think what'll be interesting, though, some of those Virginia guys, Isaac Trot from Nebraska. I think Isaac McNeely, the little combo guard from West Virginia, I think he's really good. I saw him play in person two years ago as well. I think this Virginia recruiting class, they're very slept on. I don't know how many pros they have, but I think this is going to be a team that over the course of a couple of years, this could be a team how they were similar when they won a national championship a few years ago. I think they, I think that class is steady and they can add a couple of older guys. So I think a guy like Isaac McNeely from Virginia is going to be a standout. I think Otega Awe, shooting guard that's going to Oklahoma, I think he's going to be another one. I do think that the Oklahoma guys are going to be very interesting as well. I know that you want to mention them a little bit as joining me on the podcast. We do have Tobias Bass of the Athletic. And I take a look at Oklahoma, a team that's out there in the Big 12 and The Big 12, I think, is going to be the most loaded conference in all of college basketball once again this year because from 1 through 10, I mean, Kansas State might wind up being your worst team out there because they're going through a little bit of a coaching change, but still a very solid program. And I do take a look at what Oklahoma is bringing in, especially a guy that I feel like has went a little bit under the radar and may lose Uzan. He was coming up from the state of Arizona right around like 70, 75 in terms of a lot of these recruiting rankings. And he's a little bit of a six foot four do-it-all guard going to be teamed up with Grant Shurfield, and I really think that Oklahoma is a team that is getting slept on because they didn't make the NCAA tournament last year, but if you take a look at their metrics, they probably should have been in the NCAA tournament, and what's all said and done, I think that Porter Mosier is going to do a great job with this program, and I could see them taking some big strides forward this season. No, I agree. Milos is really good. Milos, everything pops for him. I think he could be a pro. He has a really complete game. He can score. You know, and he's a winner. He's been a winner at every level. He won a Dita championship. He's a really, really, really good player, and I'm, I'm excited to see him in the Big 12. They are a slept-on team, and I think that they're going to surprise a lot of people, too, in that conference as well. Yep, and Sam Godwood, he's someone that winds up coming in from Wofford as well, a little bit of a six foot nine combo player. Not necessarily a guy that necessarily pops with, like, absolutely massive numbers or anything like that, but a guy that I certainly do think is going to be able to make some good contributions for them as well, and Tobias, you always make great contributions whenever you join this podcast. I know that you're doing tremendous work over there at The Athletic, and I know that you're doing everything humanly possible to get set for what is going to be an incredible college basketball season. So, love the good people at home. Know it's all on tap for you, and how people are able to follow along on social media and other platforms. Before I do that, can I give you two more players that I think will also stand out as well? Oh, please do. Oh, so, actually, I may have three. One is Amari Abram and T.J. Caldwell. They both go to Ole Miss. They're both Texas boys. I'm going to be a little biased. But T.J. Caldwell, I want to see how much he plays as a freshman, but he's a mega athlete. He's 6'4". He kind of gives you a Donovan Mitchell type of vibe. He's 6'4". I think he has over a 45, 46-inch vertical. He's crazy athletic. Again, Mari Abram, he really had a fantastic summer last year and really helped himself. Another guy along with T.J. Caldwell is uh, Mari Abram. He had a really, really good senior season. He helped himself to be a four-star recruit. He really can defend it. It's an overall good physical player. I think that I think that Ole Miss is going to have a sneaky good year as well. They have a bunch of guards and teams like that are kind of hard to prepare for because how they play. You never know what you're going to give to anyone's night. And then lastly is Joseph Hunter. He's going to Fresno State. Six five guard that really can score on all three levels. I think that he's going to be able to bring some juice back to Fresno State, something that they haven't had in a while. 
Yep, and with Fresno State, they wound up having a very good year with Orlando Robinson, but no doubt there's going to need to be a little bit of a passing of the torch there. And Tobias, I know you're doing amazing work over there at The Athletic, so love the good people at home. Know they're able to follow you on social media and everything they've got going on in general. You can follow me on Twitter at Tobias underscore Bass. That's T-O-B-I-A-S underscore Bass like the fish. And go go ahead and subscribe to The Athletic. It's only a dollar a month right now. They've been doing this special for a little bit, for a while now. I'd say over a month. So go ahead and subscribe. And right now, The Athletic, they're, you know, giving me an opportunity. We're running a uh, college basketball live blog. So we're handling everything, transfer portal, recruiting, just college basketball in general. And I'll be the main steer behind the ship with that as well. So you can check it every day. We have new updates and great content every single day. So go ahead and check that out. And Tobias does an amazing job being able to take a look at the game of college basketball. And every time he joins us, podcast always delivers some tremendous nuggets always a pleasure to get tobias aboard so big thanks to him for joining me right here on because seems now part of the visa family of podcast if you do have a question comment segment idea what have you for this podcast you've got one of two ways to be able to those in first one is my twitter timeline at unit underscore d1 keep in mind letters m Maybe it does not matter, so as per usual, please just send these into the timeline, and the other way it is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated from there. You're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Coming at you guys every single day on this podcast. News and notes of college basketball, long conference previews. Plan on pounding out the MAC along with the Northeastern Conference within the next seven days on this podcast, so be on the lookout for that, and then once we get in season, picks and analysis on every single game, every single day, so I will chat at you once again tomorrow, and thank you so much for tuning in today. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.